Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. Uh, usually don't like to do two interviews in a row, but this one was a little too on the nose to skip it before Thanksgiving. We're talking to Craig Smith, who is from Greatest Day Mindset. And I am obsessed right now with mindset. In fact, I'm having a little bit of a challenge to figure out how to help couples bridge the gap between the way they think about their marriage and their relationships and then what they actually do. Craig has some really great ideas that blew my mind a couple of times. He has a journal that I think you ought to put your hands on, particularly if this is an area of growth for you or an area that you hope to have growth. But even the way he thinks about like the Instagram and uh, these kind of memes or quotes that come up and are meant to encourage and inspire us, like what do you actually do? It's got me thinking um, and I hope it'll get you thinking. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. Craig meet Zach. Zach meet Craig. Hey Craig. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? It is good. good to see you just not on the back of your book. Yeah. So this is right. good. <laughs> I'm handsome on the back of my book too. You caught me today. You caught me in with my not quite showered and getting ready to work out. So um, good for you. sorry about that. Feel my handsome bearded man. So we're good. Handsome bearded man. People. Here's the interesting part is I'm pretty sure that I compliment you quite a bit on your appearance, Zach, because I, I like to compliment people on their appearance. But so people know that I think you're a handsome guy and that you look good from time to time. I'm pretty sure everyone's like, we don't know what Laura looks like. I have no idea. Well, actually, um, first of all, you compliment me when you want to let me know I look better than I usually look. That's true. That's when you com- that's when that's you compliment, compliment me. You're like, that's usually you look scruffy and uh-huh. overweight and tired. But yeah. today... Yeah, you look your really face is great. really That's, leaning out. You look away. <laughs> there you today. go. Yeah. I was just talking to a couple about this yesterday in my office about I encouraged the husband to not only praise his wife when she gets dressed up. Oh, and to okay. tell her that she looks good in her gray sweatpants. Don't even compliment the looks specific, like the overall. To also tell outfit. her you're proud of her. Also tell her thank you. And also yes. tell her that. She's a great mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Earrings, the lipstick color, the, not the, not the package that is being presented, okay. but the little, the little things. Cause then it's like what you just said. Oh, so I'm ugly all the other days. Totally. Yeah. Anyway, yeah very the, interesting. The thing. worst part is when you tell somebody that they look lean or like, wow, like you're in there like, what was I fat before? Like, what's the, why are you? Yeah. No, that's what, oh, that's no. what, that's what, that's my experience of your compliments, by the way. Well, I mean, it is sort of my backhanded way of congratulating you on. It's it's a it's a it's what do they call that a complimental? Complimental, like a a complimental. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. I want Craig. I want the world to know who you are. Um, 
Let's see here. I'll give a little background. So I met you, it must've been like four years ago. It's been a bit in Salt Lake. I'm honored that you think it's been that long, but no. What? Um, What? Probably, probably two. No. Did I, I lived in Salt Lake, right? No, you came in for one of the seven principles workshops. That means, Craig, I've known you for like 30 whole minutes because it's only been 15, but you have like this impact where you like you're double. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like we've known each other for years, Zach. And right on. I'm, right on. Yeah. So, Craig. So, Laura, yeah, probably 10 years we've been friends. Oh, yep. Yep. 10 years. And it was it was probably like a common a common friend, a mutual friend that said, hey, if you if you're interested, if you, I mean, you're a therapist, um, you should go meet Laura. And so you came to one of the seven principles workshops and you just kind of soaked it up. And then you actually became certified to do the seven principles workshops, too. Right. Yeah. I just finished that this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing that I love, Zach about Craig in particular is that um, I think that you have a really amazing way of speaking to people in a way that's motivating, that's welcoming. Um, And I kind of feel like when people feel stuck, I'm like, go see Craig. He's going to unstuck you. He's Mm going to, he's going to put a smile on your face because I feel like people probably leave your office really stinking energized. And that's not, not the case with every therapist that you encounter, but um, either way, I wanted our our listeners to be able to kind of glum on to your expertise and what you're pumped on and see if there's something that you have that you could offer our listeners. Okay, but I'll go ahead and bite and just say, who are you? Like, yeah. what's your, what's your <laughs> deal? All right, like, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, how would you describe yourself? All right, well, first, thank you. Like, one of the big things, I do pride myself on that. I think when people leave, it's almost like they had an experience of like, I'm the jumper cables to their to their life. Like, mm-hmm. they come in and I, I get them energized. We get them just clearing up a little of the barriers in their mind and, and get them a little bit of that hope restored and maybe a little bit of that yeah positivity back in their soul and then they leave and try to go make something of it you're like Um, you're like if ted lasso was a therapist (gasps) don't shame me i don't know anything about ted lasso i okay well it's because you're busy being a father to small people and you don't have the time to watch ted lasso zach on the other hand he's done he's checked out from parenthood (laughs) just kidding (laughs) mine are 14 and 19 so i'm just like i'm no way i love listening i've been listening for a long time to the podcast and i love hearing zach when you talk about real life examples that you like walk your daughters through like i love it so you can't fool me laura so who am i (laughs) i am i'm a hope spreader a love giver um I'm just trying to help people uh, eliminate the barriers right in front of them and know that we can make the most of today and, and step into tomorrow a little bit better. But um, I get paid to do that with people. Mm-hmm. But I'm a father of three boys from so lucky five to 11 yeah. years old. And uh, oh, that's awesome. yeah. I'm anti-boy. Did you catch that part, Craig, on the podcast that I'm, that yeah. I think boys are the worst. Yeah. 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 Good. So, but somebody needs to raise them. So I'm glad it's you. <laughs> and it's my, all the daughters I don't have are so lucky that it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, so maybe, maybe the universe knew what it was doing. Hey, I have a question. So you get paid for this. What'd you say? You're a hope spreader and a what? A love okay. giver. Love giver. Okay. But why? What's true about you that that is true? Like, it's not that you get paid, but like, why, where did that come from in you that you're a hope spreader and a love giver? Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're going into it. So yeah, we are. We are. (laughs) 
the reason I, I mean, I need more of that in my life. So I'm interested. I'm like, I, I'm that's nobody would ever describe me as being a hope spreader and a love giver. So I'm 100%. just interested in knowing where that comes from. <laughs> Laura's like, absolutely. You are yeah. not. <laughs> nope. Um, you know, so I didn't, this is a, probably another reason I have three sons is I think God knew that I didn't have or know a father growing up. Like mm. I just showed up immaculate inception. No, I didn't, mm-hmm. but, but I didn't, there was no father for me, no dad. And so I really had to figure a lot of things out along the way. And I was just kind of always that I was kind of that positive person. Like let's make the most of what we can and have kind of because I had to, but then I got thrown into this mentorship of a teenage boy um, in a residential center. I was in the kitchen working in the kitchen and he asked me to mentor him. I'm like, sure, let's do this. And when I started to see his eyes, you're the teenage boy or he's the teenage boy. He's the teenage boy. I'm 20. Okay. Working in a residential center. And he asks me, Hey, can you mentor me one hour a week? So we just start hanging out and spending time together. And I start seeing a shift in his energy and his eyes and just that hope kind of thing. Yeah. And I thought I could make, I think I could do this for a living. So then Mm -hmm. I looked into it, went and got my psychology degree, social work degree. Um, And I do that with people and Mm -hmm. some of them pay me for that. So that's kind of where it came though. It's like tapping into, I think I can have an impact on people. And I experienced that. Um, and it just lit a fire in me. Yeah. So what, I mean, when you like, when you meet people and let's just say like, well, actually I'll ask you this question. What, who's your ideal client? Somebody sends you an email and says, Hey Craig, Laura recommended you. And you're like, cool. Uh, what's your deal? Who's going to be the ideal person where you're like, I can transform your life. Mm. The stuck people. They're like, yeah. I don't know if I need to be in therapy. I'm just not sure. I can't really figure it out. I'm like, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. You're lacking clarity, which is why you lack direction. Let's get mm-hmm. some clarity. I love those mm-hmm. people, whether it's relationship, because uh, I love working with couples as well. And even then they're like, I don't know. We just feel a little off. Like we're not in total crisis mode. Mm-hmm. There's just a little something going on. I'm like, it's clarity. Let's find it. So let's clear some of that stuff out of the way. I love those people. I love that because I think, you know, we've been spending a lot of time over the last couple of months inside of the Gottman Sound Relationship House and trying to make sense of it and help people understand. And there's a part that I think that we collectively as couples therapists don't teach very well. And it's the clarity part, right? It's the top part where it's like make life dreams come true and create oh, yeah. shared purpose. Like, And so I'm interested to hear about like, how do you bring clarity or how do you invite couples or people to clarity? Specifically, do you have like a, like a, like a, a path that you put them or, on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to think of this idea of a value driven life. I think there's a book, The Purpose Driven Life. Purpose Driven Life is a great one. I yeah. It's did, did a book the, club. Oh, it is right there on my yeah. bookshelf. Yep. But I like a value driven life. What are the values that like you want to be driven by? And you'll know that because your actions will match. So I can tell you your values in life by just watching your actions. Mm-hmm. If they're not aligned or congruent, one of them has to change. So we just go back to what is the value? What's some of the values that you started this relationship or just in your life in general with? And are we living that? Are we are our actions aligned and congruent with those values that you're talking about in your marriage or in just in your life in general with individuals? And that's that's a pretty good start for people going, no, not really. Like I want to be a runner and I value my health, but 
yeah, I'm kind of drinking a lot or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I don't even know why I smoke. Like, I don't even like that. Like those kinds of things or in, in marriages, right? Like I want to have that connection and I just feel like we're drifting apart and what's your screen time like, or how often have you had date night? And when's the last time you had a non-sexual hug and like kiss, like mm-hmm. they're not aligned. And so we just get back to kind of some of the basic stuff. Uh, so how are we going to do that? I mean, just to, you said your behaviors oftentimes will align with your values, um, but not always. I mean, if you're feeling stuck and your value is health and wellness and you're a smoker and you haven't, you know, gotten off the couch in six months, then your behaviors aren't matching your values. What do you have some kind of like a way for people to begin to kind of like understand what their sort of core values are in their life? Is there a worksheet? Is there like a TED talk? I'm just kind of wondering because people don't talk like this. They don't think about values on a regular basis. That's their speak. Um, pretty woo woo. But like, how are, how are our listeners supposed to connect with understanding or identifying their values? Yeah, I think this is where <clears throat> an actual, I'm all about coaching and I do some coaching and, um, I think this is where we miss the value of act like a trained professional who can walk through some of these stories and walk Mm -hmm. through some of these things about, I don't know what my values are. So it's, it's almost like, well, what if we, if we really defined a value, like it's just what, how much importance you put on a thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like how much is this thing worth to you in your life? Mm -hmm. And so we just start there and it becomes kind of that narrative talk that talk therapy stuff and it just starts to unfold a little bit so mm-hmm. there are some things online like you can go do a values assessment and i don't know where google it but um, <laughs> yeah but yeah i just got into a conversation with a couple the couple the other day about this because i i created or wrote this like values worksheet or exercise little pdf thing because i was trying to figure out how to do this better and i gave it to them and i was like tell me what you think basically i gave a, a test run i said um i'd love to know and she came back and she like told me what she thought. And I was like, Oh wait, I wasn't actually asking you to tell me what you think, but she, but she, what she said was, I have a problem with this part and this part doesn't work exactly. And I think if you move this over here, that would be good and blah, 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 blah. And we talked, and then she said, and then we talked about this and then that happened. And then I was really confused about how he said this. And I was like, are you telling me that the two of you spent like a half an hour discussing values um, <laughs> over top of this PDF? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, done. That's it. Yeah. That's the win. Like you did it. And I mean, and so of course I have all this like editing to do, but I would just, I wanted to reflect back to them that they, they didn't have to agree with the expert. They had to carve out time to spend time figuring out where they, what they really thought about their value set. They were like, yeah, we really don't think parenting is a value. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Parenting is an activity. It's yeah. a role. It's a okay. thing, but it's not like a, it's not a value, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So we had this and I was like, so fine, I'll take it off the list or whatever. <laughs> but I think, I think you're right. It almost doesn't matter what the tool is, right? It matters that they, that they figure out how to pick it up and, and turn that into the, the, the pursuit of clarity. Hmm. Yeah. There's, there's 168 hours in a week. Like what are you doing outside of an office? the one hour in an office, they spent a half an hour. Like that's, that's the work. People are doing the work. Mm -hmm. You guys have had it working with couples where they walk in and it's like, okay, fix him or fix her or fix us. And it's right. Yeah. We got an hour together, maybe. And in couples, I usually see them every other week. So it's like, me too. 
we got two hours a month out of, I don't know, do the math, 374 or something. Like yeah. Three, whatever. <laughs> yeah. The work happens out. People always of- ask me, how, how long is this going to take or how often should we meet? And I was like, honestly, there's no answer to that question. I mean, if you're talking, if you go to a personal trainer and you say, hey, I want to get my mile pace down to, you know, seven minutes. You know, do you, did you, A, are you starting at 16 minutes or are you starting at eight? And B, are you, are you motivated to go run and train and eat right and get plenty of rest and water on your own when you're yeah. not running, you know, training with me? So, and how much of a value it is? How important it is to have a seven minute mile? Cause if it's yeah. not, it's going to be really hard to get there. Oh, yeah. Your why, right? Is it external? Is it internal? Okay. I have to ask you this question because, um, Zach, I don't think you have this book in front of you, but I have it, this book. This is, no, uh, it's called focus. It. Um, this is the focus. Do you call it a journal? I feel like it's a journal. Yeah. It says yeah. it right on the title. Oh, does it? Oh, it's a guided <laughs> yeah. journal. You actually, you know, what, read. Well, it's changed, <laughs> right? You've edited it. It's changed because you look at yours and you're like, I didn't see the word journal. And I knew that. And so yeah, I dropped yeah. the words down out there of the go. image because yeah. you can see it. Yeah. So Well, and just about every page inside, it says journal reflection. So yes, it's a journal. <laughs> what, um, why did you develop this? Why did you write this journal? I mean, what's the whole reason behind, like, just walk me through this journal of how you intend for folks to use it. Because the cool part is that when I was on Instagram, I would see all of these mutual the Instagram. Mutu- the the Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I would see all these mutual people and they're like, they have their morning routine and part of their morning routine was writing in their focus journal. I'm like, dang, Craig, you are brilliant. And they're using it and they're doing it. What is the reason behind this? What is the purpose? It's back to that 168 in a week. Yeah. Um, and I only get my client maybe 25 people a week. I don't know, 30 on a heavy week. Um, I only get that many people in one week, maybe every other week. And I wanted to, I wanted to fill in the gap of in between our sessions. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm driving to, to work one day and I get this thought, I need to reach more people. Okay. So I need to reach more people. What would I do with all those people I could reach? Mm-hmm. And then the journal was born in my mind. It was like, well, I'd walk them through a gratitude exercise. I'd have them speak kind and powerful words to themselves, the affirmations. I would tell them to celebrate themselves. There's too many good things happening in their lives that they're not celebrating. And if you want to really create momentum in your life, you better celebrate what okay. you're doing. And so these are the prompts inside the journal, those three things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I love quotes. So I put a little positive quote at the end and said, reflect on this. What are you going to do with these words? Okay. I think everybody can agree that on the Instagram, um, or is it the Instagram on the gram that we see all these like fancy uplifting quotes, or you see something. And then if I were to ask most people, like, do you remember that quote you were excited about 10 minutes ago? They wouldn't have a clue what it was. Right. Yeah. And so I wanted to call people to action on these Mm -hmm. quotes and say, you know, what does that mean to you? What does this quote actually mean to you? And how will you apply it in your life today? Okay. What are you going to do about it? Create some action based on this. And Laura's in the journal, by the way. She, um, I don't know where, because I've updated where they're at. I hope yeah. you made the cut on the, this latest one. <sighs> Fingers crossed. If not, uh, yeah, yeah, you pinged me and you're like, what's a great Laura quote? Zach's been asking me for great Laura quotes for months now. And I have no idea. I don't have any good quotes, but you have me in here somewhere with Eleanor Roosevelt, apparently. 
<laughs> so that's where the journal came from. It was like, if I could reach as many people as possible, what would it look like? And, and how could I like walk them through like a daily practice that I think would be impactful and create change, like real change. And so the prompts in there, there's plenty of research about gratitude, positive affirmations. Like I think mm-hmm. if you're alive, you, you've heard about this stuff, about how beneficial they are, but only when you, when you do it. And so the, um, the intimidating part of a blank page, I wanted to eliminate as well. And so that's why this guided approach inside of a journal. I like it. What's the, tell me about positive affirmation. Cause there's a lot of like gratitude, um, sort of practices and science behind that. And I imagine it lines pretty stinking well with your jumper cable, uh, modality of <laughs> maybe that'll be a whole new thing. Like we have CBT, we're going to have like CST, <laughs> That's Craig Smith therapy, jumper cable therapy. Um, JCT. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about gratitude, like your idea behind why this needs to be a daily practice so much that it makes it into the journal. Yeah. As far as a formal written practice, I don't think it needs to be daily because um, the research suggests that as well, that daily, it kind of loses impact when you do something daily. Mm, Okay. It creates by not doing it daily. So maybe every other, and I encourage people, if not every other, don't let, don't let three days go by without, you can win the week, like four days you do it, three or not. It's way more powerful than seven to zero, six to one. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it kind of creates this like excitement and anticipation and you feel the impact of it when you've had a little gap. And so in habit formation and all that positive psychology stuff, um, it, it supports that. So it's not necessarily a daily thing. I've never heard that before. And I really am like digging on that. It's just giving me know, permission I'm to steal be, it. Yeah. It's like permission to lower the bar just a tiny bit. It seems much more achievable when you say it doesn't have to be every day, like you do it every other day or maybe, you know, every third day. And for me, I was like, Oh, that's achievable. Cause I think some people just write it off. If you say do it every day and they're like, nah, can't do that. Screw that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And then they write it off. The athlete in me or the competitive guy in me is like, Oh yeah, you can win four to three. You don't have to win yeah. seven to zero. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, even think about a month, right? That's like, Oh gosh, I got to do math. You're not good at math. I'm already 15. identifying 17 to 13, right? Like 18 <laughs> to 12 yeah. maybe. Yeah. Not many of us are wired for accepting like failure. And it's really not, it's not failure. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you, you well, I tell couples. Yeah. I tell couples all the time. Like uh, sometimes I'll use a great, like a, like a report card where people come in, I'll go, how are we doing? You know? And they'll say C minus. And what we have to overcome two things. And one is atrophy because I've got a C minus. I'm never going to get an A. So I might not even try. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just going to like bail. But then alternate, but I'm like, wait a second, you can get a C. Mm-hmm. You can go from C minus to C. That's still better than it was, you know, say last week or the last time you were in here. So I think giving people little ways to, to measure and acknowledge and appreciate success. It's, um, it's really helpful. The other thing, Craig, that I think is interesting is just thinking about the power of positive energy. Cause we are, we are just wired to, um, I told, <laughs> I made the mistake of going back and reading some reviews. I don't know how I ended up on our podcast page, oh, but I no. was reading like, and I was like, geez, Louise, man, how, what? Cause it really is a sort of this five to one thing. There's this, one, there's this one new one that is, it's, 
silly in its scope, but I'm thinking about it all the time. And so we have to do something to kind of pivot that. If it's just take on gratitude or positivity. But my point basically is sometimes I'll talk to people and I'll say, how are you doing? And they'll say C minus. And I go, okay, why isn't it a D plus? And then they have to tell me what's going well or what they did right or how it's, how it's better. And I was like, all of that is good news. Like, and even if they say B minus, I'm like, why isn't it a C plus? All of that is good news. So what they, what they're ultimately saying to me is C minus, it's not an A. And I'm like, no, it's not an A. It's also not a D plus. And so what, what can we celebrate or enjoy or call out even when we're low? Yeah. Right. And that's what gratitude does is it, it, it shows us what we do have when we don't think we have Mm -hmm. much. It shows us what we're capable of when we think we're capable of nothing. Like that's Mm -hmm. the power of gratitude. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other the part to, though, that I think a guy like me is going to, or anyone who is even kind of wired like me is going to think is like, ah, uh, rainbows and sunshine and like puppies. That's give me a break. One part about um, gratitude is that when you do it um, in, in the 168, if you spend an hour just journaling or thinking through, it's not only a positive hour that you, but you've, that you've used to like journal through stuff, but you've choked out, you've suffocated yeah. 60 minutes of time to focus on what's not going well. Like you're literally starving that thing for energy. And so there's this other hidden benefit of spending time uh, doing this sort of positive thinking, you know, kind of mindset training, which basically just steals time away from that negative energy that wants to feed right? If I'm feeding this one thing, I don't have food left over for the negative thing. And I think that's, that was a big thing for me. Cause I definitely am like a positive thinking, give me a break kind of guy mm-hmm. until I realized that, Oh, if I do that, I'm actually robbing <laughs> the negative thinking machine from any fuel, you know? Yeah. I love that. That's a great way to look at it too. It's funny that you said mindset because, um, Craig, did you show him your shirt? What does it say? Oh, this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatest, greatest day mindset. So yeah. this is the, 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 like the branding behind Craig. So if you can't find Craig, you just look for greatest day mindset. You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support. And that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. Tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor. With the ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging through the phone or video conferencing. The matching process is quick, but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com MTR. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. T-R-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P.com forward slash MTR. And you receive a special discount as a Marriage Therapy Radio listener. 
What do I do when my son wakes up in a crappy mood or, or I wake up in a crappy mood? Um, and it's from the get go first thing in the morning. Do you have any recommendations for, uh, having that greatest day mindset of something to do first thing in the morning when you wake up and you're just like, Oh, don't want to be awake right now. And everything you do is drive me nuts. Yeah. You get curious. We don't, we, don't, we don't ask why. We ask what and how. Okay. Why are you mad? Why are you so mad? Look at our great house. Look at our this. Look at. Yeah. Don't ask why. Ask what. Like, what was your dream? Well, I mean, it's interesting. It's a new day. Like, did you sleep well? Tell me a little more about this. Mm-hmm. Same with couples. Same with all the same stuff. Right. It's just. Yeah. Why do we have to? Why can't you wake up mad? What's wrong with that? Okay. Mm. All right. So being accepting of what's showing up, accepting the emotions for what they are. If we make the greatest day mindset isn't, I got to reword it. Even on my shirt, it says, when I have it, it says choosing. Oh, I got to read it. Uh Oh, the greatest day mindset. It's a lifestyle, a way of living every day with a positive attitude, no matter your circumstances. Okay. But I don't even really like that so much anymore because it's like, why do I have to be positive? Why can't I just allow space that I wake up on the wrong side of the bed or you're six, seven, is he seven now? Yeah, he's, he's six. Yeah. Good. Six going on 29. Um, Right. (laughs) Why can't he wake up upset? What's wrong with that? Why do we have to automatically within ourselves or our kids or our spouse, why do we have to go in and be like, this is not okay to feel this way? Usually it's because we're not, we're not comfortable with them feeling that way. That's what it's really about. Yes, it so is. Why not just give permission to say, yeah, buddy, some days are like that. It mm-hmm. sucks. What, what do you think might, you know, what, what do you think might add some joy to your day? Maybe we bake something today. Mm. Um, How, what do you have? You got what? You got three boys? Three boys. Five to 11. Boys. Five to 11? Yeah. Yeah. I bet there's a lot That's of energy, gross. a lot of moods. Boys in that are the house. worst. Um, no, they're not. <laughs> Leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> But let me tell you something. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm sure you've heard, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I'm anti-boy, but um, I'll tell you this. Um, mine is 15 right now. Um, I get up every single day. It's uh, about, about half an hour before she does. I get a shower. I get dressed. I, I get ready to go. I have just kind of learned she wakes up in a bad mood every single day, mm. every right. single day. And so to your point, I just sort of said, I can go to war every day if I want to. And be like, what's wrong with you? And I could even get curious. I could be like, what's your dream? How, how can we fit? You want to bake something later? And all of that could be. But what I've basically done is just go, okay. I just, I don't talk to her. I don't talk to her from the time I wake up to the time she gets in the car for me to take her to school. And that's just kind of the, the truce that we found. Because again, we don't, I don't need to fix her. I don't need to change her. I don't need to make mm-hmm. her stop feeling what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out she's just not a morning person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, but like, but the other thing that I'm thinking about is like, you know, if, thinking of hold on, uh, if he wakes up and he's in a bad mood, one of the things I would be interested in saying is, or one of the ways I could feign curiosity anyway, would be like, oh man, I wonder why today you got to wake up in a bad mood, but not yesterday. Mm. You know, like, I wonder what's, what's going on. That's that we didn't like, uh, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. It stinks that you woke up in a bad mood today. You know, almost like your bad mood doesn't have anything to do with my bad mood. <laughs> Right. You know, but I like this. I mean, curiosity, I guess my point is curiosity should lead to uh, wisdom. Right. And the wisdom I've collected for 
the kid in my house that wakes up in a bad mood is I just don't talk to her. All right. And, that and, you're, and you're teaching each other that you're like, ah, the battle yeah. is not going anywhere. So why don't I get curious within myself? Not even them. Like, oh, man, I'm right. so bothered that they wake up angry or yeah. upset. Why does that, yeah. have, like you said, why does that have to affect my day? It doesn't. Yeah. I'm going to guard myself against that by getting in my focus journal and being grateful, you know, celebrating myself. And We're supposed okay. to walk out the door at seven 30. I'm like, and I get, I would get so angry when she would like not be ready at seven 30. So now no. I just walk out the door at seven 30. There's no way. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're telling me that you get angry when somebody's not on time because I have been in a relationship with you, Zach, where, <laughs> Uh-huh. One of us is always punctual and the other one not as punctual. I didn't realize that that was all right. Okay. I have to go back, Craig, to this question because I said bad mood. And I think what the journal is here to do is to give you the greatest day mindset, is to put you in a place of gratitude. And I also hear you saying it's okay to be in a bad mood. It's okay to be in that place and experience those experiences, feel the feelings, get curious about them. So what am I doing with the journal? Am I, am I exercising a muscle? I mean, I'm just kind of wondering, like you just told me it's okay to wake up in a bad mood. I don't think it's necessarily okay. Ooh, I got to be careful. I word that to okay. stay there all day long. Okay. I mean, maybe sometimes, but then we're talking about other things, right? Maybe there's chronic depression or anxiety, sure. but it's okay to give that space. And here's the amazing part about therapy and about learning this emotional IQ stuff is when we create space for it, it's not as fun for it to stay there. Like okay. when we give permission for the feeling to exist, this negative yeah. feeling, it's like, yeah. well, that, I don't like that. Yeah, I want to disrupt your world. And if you just accepted me, well, then I'm out of here. I'll come back later when I can mess you up. And so when we give space to it, it doesn't need to hang out very long. It's just, it mm -hmm. lessens the power. I remember Brene Brown saying something about, you know, yeah. like um, as long as emotions stay in the dark and we don't talk about it and we try to ignore them or whatever, it gives them power. But the it's moment like, that we name them, it just totally takes the power out of it. And it's like naming and acknowledging and sort of accepting like, yeah, you're in a bad mood. You're kind of crummy. There's less power there. And it leaves space for you to be able to lean into the gratitude and lean yeah. into joy. Yeah. And I think the other piece is like, you can be in a bad mood or you can be hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. You don't have to be mean. Mm -hmm. Right. Like uh, that, I think that shows up for couples a lot for me. And they're like, ah, oh, I'm so frustrated when I come home from work. I'm like, that's fine. Be frustrated. Be tired. You can hate your job. You don't have to be mean about it. Mm -hmm. right ask for what you need which maybe is your mr rogers moment where you go in and you like change your clothes and you sing yourself a little song and you kind of gear yourself up and you come back and go okay here we go um <clears throat> so i've never heard that before i i love it though i have a total visual the mr rogers moment oh man I, I i use it all the time like he had a very very specific transition from whatever he was doing before right to whatever allowed him to like engage in whatever was coming next. And we all remember it. And I think sometimes people need just to create those spaces to separate mm -hmm. from, it, actually it can be the space from coming home from work to then interacting with their family or the space between, I feel upset, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I feel like I'm in a bad mood and I need to interact with somebody. Yeah. Create a little bit of space in there. And then maybe you can still be, 
kind or positive, <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. positive. I'm in a bad mood, but I love you still, yeah. you know? Hmm. Yeah. Not why am I feeling this? What is this telling me? And how can I meet that need? I love that. Like, that's what mm-hmm. you're saying really is what's the need going on here. Why am I, well, I mean, my need was I needed more sleep. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. can we work that in somewhere during the day, a little power nap or whatever it is. Yeah. But I wanted to say one of the, the long-term um, changes to a gratitude practice is it starts to rewire the brain, this mm-hmm. neuroplasticity stuff, right? And it, these parts of the brain that it triggers by practicing gratitude and positive affirmations is it helps us to enjoy or experience the positive emotions more often. It wakes that part up in the brain, this little, this mm-hmm. little part that says, like, we can be happy. We can find the good things in life. And it also wakes up kind of this resiliency part in the brain, too, where we can withstand stress. So actually, when we do wake up in a bad mood, we can, get, we can recover quicker. We can give it the space and we can move through it quicker. Uh, I, this just reminded me and I, I did a, I don't know if this episode came out. I can't. Yeah, it was simple pleasures where we did the waking up of the hands. So have you ever heard of the exercise waking up the hands? It's an exercise, Craig, that I learned in sex therapy school. I don't know if I told you that I'm in school again. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the whole idea behind waking up the hands is you're really just waking up your pleasure centers to be able to find joy and pleasure in something super simple. And I will, um, like one of these days, I'll take you through the exercise, like 15 minutes, but I would grab something. I have my candle and my lighter right here and you close your eyes and you just feel the sensation of this object. And when you find something that feels good and pleasurable, you have to find something pleasurable about it. You just kind of stay there. And one of the fun parts about that is that you find pleasure in anything, including a lighter, including, you know, a carabiner, including anything, any normal object, you find pleasure in that one small thing. And then you realize if I can find pleasure in this lighter by just rubbing it on my fingertips or rubbing it across my, the top of my hand, I can find pleasure and joy in just about any experience. And it just wakes up that pleasure center in your brain and helps you to lean in. And it's kind of incredible after this practice, I'm going to, I'm going to run you through it one of these days. You're going to love it. Um, is you find little moments where you're like, Oh, that's nice. And then you go, Oh, that's really nice. I'm going to sit in that for a second, really enjoy the fact that something lovely is happening to me. And it might just be rolling the window down and feeling the breeze on your face and everyday experience that just becomes white noise. And now because you've woken up that part, now you actually recognize this is pleasure. This feels good. I like that. Yeah. Same thing. It's awesome. That's a really cool exercise. Yeah, it's cool. And it's like a physical exercise, but I think that your book has a way of, like you said, the neuroplasticity, the journal has a way of keeping it front of mind when you're doing it on a regular basis of continuing to use that part of your brain to find joy and gratitude and experience pleasure where you're able to see it in other areas of your life. Yeah. I'm going to land this plane, but I do want to ask folks, like if they're kind of curious, you're, you're in Utah, um, but you're a coach. And so um, if people are finding you, where can they find you? Where can they find the, the focus journal? Focus journal is on my website, greatestdaymindset.com. Okay. And uh, everything about me really is greatest day mindset. Uh, so mm-hmm. Instagram at greatest day mindset. I have a podcast, the greatest day podcast, which you've been on a few times, a couple. Yeah. 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 But it's, I'm way, I camp out on 
the gram way too much. Do you? Uh, even, I don't even have the blue check, Operation Blue Check. <laughs> and I'm yeah. still on there way too much. But I love connecting yeah. with people there. And even if it's just little, just little bits, right? Like there is, there is this power though when you get some skin in the game and you actually pay somebody to support and help you. That doesn't even have to be me, but I'm telling you, if we do that and we can in a coaching or a counseling um, approach, real changes start to happen. It's pretty cool to see. Like rather than being a passive, you know, you might have listeners who are like, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast for years. Nothing's really changed. I listen to the information. It's kind of like what you said, like I'm on Instagram and I scroll, scroll, scroll. I have all these people that have these beautiful quotes on Instagram, but there's no skin in the game. You're not sitting down with pen and paper and saying, what does this quote mean to you? How can you actionalize? That's a word I just made up. Actionalize (laughs) this, this quote Um, but like the skin in the game is saying, this is a real priority, a real value to me. And I'm going to commit to it with the resources, time and money. Zach talks about those as the two primary resources. Well, there's just no accountability, right? I mean, well, rather it's not that there's no accountability when you're paying somebody, there's accountability, not only the person you're submitting to, but yourself, right? You just said, Hey, I've, I've got, I got, I just spent a hundred bucks on this or whatever it is. Um, two hundred ten thousand doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Now I have to do something with it. You know, mm-hmm. make sure I steward this resource. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't hurt if I just scroll past another post or. Yeah, well, cool. There's another journal exercise from Craig, and uh, there you know, go. <laughs> You're coming back to me every week or every other week. You know, and it's like, how's that exercise we talked about? And it's it does it changes the accountability to it. So, but greatest thing mindset, all things like that's where I'm at. Right on. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining our podcast. I've been on your podcast. You've been now on our podcast. Zach, sorry that you've never been invited to be on Craig's podcast. It we're going to make it happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> That's okay. I'm happy. I'm happy to do whatever. Zach's made it into my, my content more than once though. Like I have pirated his articles and uh, used them in posts. And so Zach, you're very present in my life. You just don't know about it. So That's we will make the conversation happen because you're uh you got great information and thank you guys also for the space the time and not fighting. I didn't enjoy mom and dad fighting on that other episode. Oh, <laughs> so, come on now. Didn't it go well though? It went well. It went, it was so good. Like it was, it was so good. It really was. I, just, I have to close the loop on that because we did get a question where someone said, Hey, I didn't hear you apologize to Zach, Laura. Like you, you kind of like talked about it, but there wasn't like an actual apology. Doesn't that feel important? It totally does. And the thing is like, there's life that happens outside of the podcast between Zach and I, and there has been actually probably like a good handful of post conversations um, that have had to do with, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I recognize, blah, blah, blah. Um, that didn't happen on the podcast. And we're pretty stinking authentic people. And the podcast episode where mom and dad are fighting, that was happening in real time. That was the very first conversation. And I don't, Zach hates acting. And so we're not going to reenact an apology. Um, but it did happen behind closed doors. We are still friends, um, sometimes more than others. But yeah. I know the plane has landed, but... Love doesn't always show up. Love doesn't always show up or sound like I love you. And apologies don't always sound or show up like I am sorry. Like I heard yeah. the apology. Um, yeah, I in, did too. In so. the episode. So yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, let's land this plane guys. I got to go grab my, my kid from he's at the pancake house with a friend this morning. Cause there's no school. 
<laughs> All right. Thank you, Craig. Thanks okay. for joining. Great. Thank you. See you guys. Hasta. All right. There you have it. Craig Smith, way to stay mindset. Make sure you pick up Craig's journal if you think that that could be helpful to you, helpful to marshal your attention toward gratitude and positive energy. Uh, make sure you follow Craig on the Instagram at Greatest Day Mindset. If you're new to Marriage Therapy Radio because of your familiarity with Craig, uh, make sure you follow us on the Instagram. We're still on the hunt for our blue check. Um, for now, I will say Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving is this week. And if you happen to be listening to this after Thanksgiving, you can still... Uh, be happy. You can still be thankful. Uh, I think the world needs more of us looking around, scanning the environment for things that are going well and going right, pointing them out and being grateful. I guess all that's left is for me to end by saying thank you for the time and attention that you spend on your relationship, making it better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.